Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. I want you to know as we talk today, um, uh, in the 29 minutes and 48 seconds that I have, as we talk today, I want you to know that I have no interest in making up good plans to make you feel good. Whatever we come to a day like today with, we actually believe in the God who can interrupt our heart and minds to speak to leaders about what he would have for his church. And that's threaded all the way through the Bible, all the way through history, right across the world in the day in which we live. And so when we speak today, I want you to know that. Um, Because what I know for sure is if I stand here with just some good plan that I've made up to get us through this year, what I know for sure is in three years when I stand here, I've got no credibility because what I said then has not happened now. And so, so we weigh this heavily and, um, and I want you to know that as we, as we launch yet again today. Uh, I was, I was um, somewhere in the back half, I think the back quarter of last year, I have this spot where I go and pray and, and uh, anyway, I'm not telling you where that is. I don't want you to turn up there with me. And, I have this spot where I go, I run my car for the entire time, depending on whether it needs heat or cooling, so you probably don't want to buy my car after I'm finished with it. I have my coffee, I pray, I read. Anyway, I was out there doing this this morning, and, um, and I, I just had this thought pop into my head, Darren, you drive to Loombra, I want you to drive to Loombra. Now, you've got to know I'm not the person who wakes up in the morning going, oh, I'm going to wait on God to whisper where I need to drive to. That doesn't happen to me. And so I drove out to Loombra, I park, if you know um, Loomber, I park next to the Loomber Hall and I'm, I'm looking down over the paddocks. There's some sheep wandering around. And as I'm sitting there going, okay, well, you know, I thought that was God and that's all good. Um, this Bible passage came into my head. So I opened it up. I'll read you the middle part because that's the part that got my attention. And then I'll take you back to the start. It says, now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture from tending the flock, so I'm looking at a whole, is it a herd? It's a herd, right? Don't judge me, a flock, herd of cattle, sorry. I don't want to tell you. True story, because I'm originally from Sydney, when I was 19, I went and played footy on a contract for um, a rural team, and um, I went to a ground one day, and they had rams and ewes for the toilets, I'm like, which one am I? <laughs> True story. I found, I found a guy in a dryser bone and thought he'll know. And um, I can't imagine what he said to his mates up on the hill. <laughs> so drunk beer. Yes, yes. Okay, focus, people, focus. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock. So I had my attention as I looked out over that scene. And I appointed you leader over my people. And I've been with you wherever you've gone, and now I will, and he gives a new promise. And I was sitting there and I thought, God, I don't know, but I reckon you're up to something. And I left that, and then I'm away on holidays, and really I I was trying not to think about plans at all, because that just is not good for my family. I get all wound up, I get all stirred up, and they don't. And so... Here's the passage that I read. It says, After the king, speaking of David, was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest. So I'm on holidays. I read that verse and I thought, oh, that's interesting. 
given, you know, the, what had transpired, you know, a little while before, after he was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest, and I, I thought about that, I thought, oh, I feel like that. I feel like, you know, the buildings built, last year was big, the building, you know, Bendemir became part of um, uh, Northwest for one year before we changed the name on them. Um, Armidale became part of what we're doing, and, and then by the end of the year, um, behind the scenes, there's lots of moving parts in that, but it's essentially like the decisions had been made and the buildings had been built. And here I was on the holiday of a lifetime thinking, and the Lord gave him rest. And I was, I remember where I was sitting thinking, yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like we've come to the end of a thing. I knew that, you know, certain things were happening this year. And so I went, right, that's what I'm doing. I'm treating my rest like this rest, where God gave him rest from everything before he revealed to him the new thing or the next thing. And that's really how I felt. And so I rested completely for four weeks. And um, when we got back, I thought, okay, Lord, well, we're, we're ready to go. Let's get, let's get this done, if you will. And so that future started to stir in me. And so when I got home, this was a, these were the words I now put in my heart. You know, I took you from, and God has taken us from somewhere good. He brought us to, and it is a good place. What's for sure is God's been with us wherever we've gone and whatever we've done. In fact, most of it's found us, not us finding it. But I love these three words, and I think this is for, for you today. He says, now I will. Now I will. And there was this clear delineation between what had been for David and what would come now, what God had done to that point, and what would come from then on were were two very different things. And I said to Bron on our holiday while I was resting, I said, I feel like me as a leader and us as a church. So I, I reckon we could draw a line in the sand, Bron. And everything that's been has come to this moment and everything that's about to come will flow out of it. It's not a new beginning because we've already had a beginning. But it's certainly a new day in many ways. It's, it's the next, I would call it the next anointing. If you're not from church, that doesn't make sense. The next anointing upon our church begins today in a significant way. The future starts here. We expect then, and this is what we're saying, we're believing this will be um, an expansive decade for us as a church, an expansive decade for us as a church. We, we expect that a, that a decade from now, where we are in this moment will be unrecognizable with where we are then. Remember that January, February 2030. Where, where we are as a church, a decade from now, will be unrecognizable with where we are right now. And I want to give you some confidence around me, whether I hear from God on this. I want you to think about where we are now compared to a decade back. We were one church, one service, about 100 people, like for me and Bron personally. Obviously, we became two churches on the edge of town over there. Good church, happy church, strong church. One location, one service, about 100 people. When you think about one decade later, where we are now is unrecognisable with there. Did any one of you here think back in 2010, one day, that 10-pin bowling centre, or some of you did, but most of you didn't, think that'll be a church one day? No, a few of you did, I agree. Yeah, and hopefully your team wins the Super Bowl on Monday. So, but a few of you did, but most of us didn't, right? We weren't driving past here going, man, that's going to be a great church one day. It's going to be incredible, and we weren't thinking that. We weren't thinking that we'd be in Armidale or Gunnedah or Bendemir or Tamworth or Gyra, or we did think we'd be in Tamworth. We were here. Um, 
But where we are right now is unrecognisable with where we were a decade ago. Where we'll be a decade from now, I think, will be even more unrecognisable. Let me read to you from my, this is my journal entry, 2010, January. It's 2010. Uh, sorry, read your own. The one, the one qualification I have to be a doctor is I can't read my own handwriting. As 2010 begins, ushering in a new decade, this was written then, you get that sense that God is on the move and up to something, that good things are going on and yet to come. I expect that we will see the rise of our church in this decade. That has come to pass. I wrote that in January 2010, actually January 20, 2010. Where we are now is unrecognized. I was saying it then and we're saying it again. Hey, it's not just because the new decade we want to do something pretty. It's actually what we believe God is doing. And, and I didn't write that against the backdrop of some prophet turned up. And I wrote that. Here's the backdrop of that. The hardest 18 months I've ever lived. My mum passed away. The biggest things that have ever happened to me in my life happened to me in that 18-month period. Our church didn't grow, which makes every pastor... I don't know, just does their head in, I don't know why. It's human, not spiritual. Um, I, I had a business, I was a chaplain, we ran a church, I cleaned through the night, and we had children six, four, and two. It was a full-on period. I wasn't waking up in the morning going, mate, the next decade. Now that, that, that thought there comes out of a moment of inspiration where we believed with all the depth of our being to the core of our being, not just us, but our church, that God was up to something and this decade, by the time we get to the end of it, a church will rise and look unrecognisable with what we have right now. As we stand at the start of 2020, I'm telling you that where we stand now is unrecognisable with where we'll be a decade from now when we talk like this, God willing, in 2030. We expect a decade of an expanding church, an expanding church. We expect that a decade from now, things will be unrecognisable with where we currently stand. Uh, so much of what happened from back there to, to here um, has been God's faithfulness because I realise to this point it can sound like I think I'm a legend. I know I'm not a legend. Northwest Church came together in 2012. Um, I was at a wedding, um, um, uh, a wedding and I, as we were dry, leaving the wedding out at um, the vineyard out the road, I said to Brian, I'd been speaking with a pastor of what was then Light City Church, I said, you know what, I wouldn't be surprised if one day we become one church. Now, who knows that doesn't happen? Can you think of one? And I had that thought, and I said to Brian, but, you know, it's not me. That's not God, it's just me. Two days later, I run into him and his wife with Brian in a cafe, and he says to me, Darren, I'd like to talk. I turned to Brian, the old Bell Tower Cafe at the time, I turned to Brian, I said, I bet you he wants to talk about that thing. We sit down. He says, I think our churches should look at becoming one church. Now, I tell you that to go, it found me, we didn't find it. If you think about Gyra, we, we, I said to Brian, I think one day we'll lead Gyra, but again, we didn't have a conversation. It found us. They, Lee and Vicky came to us. We didn't find it. We didn't do anything about it. We're Gunnedah. Again, we talked about it and said, I'd love to go to Gunnedah. I don't want to kill the ACC church that's there. And they came to us and went, hey, Darren, we think that, you know, actually, we're going to give you the church three years ago, but we thought you were too cocky, so now we waited, and now you're ready. And um, what do you say to that? Because if you say, I wasn't too cocky, then you are, right? So, but we didn't create, it found us. Gyra found us, Northwest found us, this building found us. We had a different plan, didn't we? 
This wasn't our plan. We are going a different way. We're in the right spot at the right time when God opened the door. That building next door, as far as it relates to me, it wasn't my plan. It found us when we were trying to build a building out the road and working out how we're going to raise the money. And it found us. It found us. Bendemir found us. Armadale found us. Armadale, I was praying, saying, God, I feel like we could lead this church and we could help them, but uh, how do I walk into their boardroom and go, guys, here's your solution. I've got this. So I prayed. I prayed and said, God, if you want, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty desperate right now. If you, if you want us to, I'm up for it. And Brum was up for it. And, and two days later, the national president of our denomination rings and says, hey, Darren, will you pray about... No, he didn't ask me to pray. He told me what to do. He said, Darren, will you, um, will you look at taking on Armadale Church? So I tell you all of that to say it's always been found us. It's never been that we're that clever or we're that able. Unless God builds a house, we labor in vain. But when God builds a house, it's an unstoppable force and that's what it is and so as we stand here at a new decade I do not want to pretend and destroy all that legacy with words that are meaningless but within the core of my being and bronze and teams and everyone who knows anything about where we're headed next we believe that this will be an expansive future for our church because Jesus wants people to come to faith in him people have believed and served and sacrificed they've given and built and genuinely genuinely um, look to create community. People have employed their gifts and modelled and talked about Jesus. They've embraced the idea of inviting seekers to a church service on any given Sunday and then God has directed and God has favoured. God has su uh, supplied. God has delivered, blessed and prospered our church right up to this very moment despite us and our inabilities. That's what's happened. And now what's about to happen next goes on from there. So we as a church have been this enlarging, God-appointed story. You know, 100 people, one location, one service. Today, we've got five, we're about to launch six. So this, today, about 750 people, that's a normal Sunday, will gather as part of our church across our region. And that's what was in our heart. That's what God placed there back in the day, and here we stand in this moment. We have before us this God-expansive, or this expansive God-appointed future. So in terms of this decade, what do we see coming? Again, I had a... I don't want to tell you like that. It'll sound weird if you've got no background. I believe that the next whatever for us will launch 10 churches. Um, and you know, at some point in that decade, you'll see that we're 10 churches strong. We'll be building the future church, not just the present church or the past church, um, but the future church. We'll talk about that. Um, uh, so that's what we're expecting to happen. Do we have all the resource? No, we've never had all the resource at the time we've announced it. Does it come? Do we have all the right people? No. Have we ever? No. Um, God will do what God does as we do what we do. And uh, so we're believing for that day. I, I really think it'll be an expansive decade for us here as a church in Tamworth. I think that, um, you know, many of you know our five-year plan for our kids' ministry. We want to see the renewal of the next generation. That is deep in our hearts as a church. Um, I think that our um, young families will, will see an explosion of that. I think God's brought in the right people at the right time to see that area of our church really flourish. And probably the thing that I'm really expecting around, but there's no pressure for, is around our youth ministry. And so with that in mind, I'm going to ask Luke to come for a few minutes, and he's going to quickly talk about that in terms of expansive. And then we're going to spend 10 minutes to um, wrap this up. Hello, hello. Good morning, church. I feel like it's still good morning, Lee. 
So as we're talking about a, a spirit of expansion, a spirit of expansion, Sarah and I, we're, we're very excited and we feel very honored that we're able to be a part of our youth ministry and be a part of what God's doing and God is on the move, amen? And so what we're believing is that our Friday night programs expands from just an event on a Friday night. So we see our, our Friday nights becoming a community that does act like family and does feel like home, that young people know that they belong. And so what we're going to do is focus on small groups. Um, what we've done is implement leaders for every age group so that when a, a young person walks in on a Friday night, instantly they belong to a community. Instantly they have uh, a, people who volunteer, leaders that are going to volunteer and pour into their life and encourage them every week. Um, but we're ultimately believing that God's going to expand young people's lives. So um, I remember hearing once that if you don't leave room for God to move, then how can he move? So what we're doing in our youth is we're going we're gonna to believe for such a, a movement by God that it can only be if He moves that we can achieve it. And so what we're believing for our young people's lives is that they have a genuine relationship with God, that they choose Christ for themselves at a young age. Um, our vision is that not only are they going to meet God, and, and, um, but they understand the grace of God, that not only are they forgiven at such a young age for them to understand this, we believe it'll be so powerful. That not only are they forgiven for themselves, but they're forgiven so that they don't have to carry the shame and, and guilt of sin, that they're able to actually influence and impact other people. So we're, we're, we're believing for expansiveness in our youth, but we're also believing for expansiveness in our young people's lives. And one of the, the things that we're believing for is um, also for our, our Friday night program, not just to be a place that people can come and have fun, but they encounter God, that, they, that they're changed by God, but also have fun all in the same place. And for that to happen on a Friday night, God has to be there as well. So uh, we've given this, this year to God and we've been praying and God's already shown up. God's already been faithful. We, we, we were short team um, throughout the Christmas break and we didn't know how it would work and God's already put team in place, people literally come up and volunteered and perfect people for the right time. So we're, we're very expectant and we're believing for an expansive future. Um, and I just wanted to finish by thanking all the parents. Um, we know it's a big commitment and a big thing to, to commit to bringing your, your young person to youth every Friday. Um, but we thank you for believing in our youth ministry. Thank you for the effort it takes to get your, your young person a Friday. And um, I just wanted to encourage you that God is moving that God is expanding our young people, God is expanding our youth ministry, um, and we are excited and we're expectant for God to move. Well, Joe and Lise did a wonderful job for us, and seasons change, and um, they move into what's next. Luke and Sarah step into what's coming, and, um, and away we go, and we expect good things to happen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15, 16 says this. Paul speaking says, Neither we go beyond our limits by boasting of work done by others. Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in regions beyond you. For we do not want to boast about work already done in someone else's territory. I like this. It talks about growing people and out of growing people comes uh, the expansive reach of the gospel and the church expanding into territories and regions beyond them. 
And I think there's a, there's a growing and expanding that goes on in people that makes room, that's what it's saying, for an expansive church. There's a growing that goes on in me and in you that makes room for an expansive church. And so I think as a church we look to do that. As people grow, uh, an expansive church can build and beyond here can, can build. And then on the other side of that, as an expansive church grows, this is what I want us to think about, the less obvious, as an expansive church grows, God-appointed expansiveness is added to people up for the journey. That's my experience, is that when something like today goes on and there's something in our heart for the future, God will rally and stir the hearts of people who, for whatever reason, respond and go, oh, God, I'm in. Business people over the years have done it with their businesses. People have done it with their serving, all sorts of things. And, and, and we see both go on. There's a growing in us, which we always work on and, and frequently talk about, that, that allows expansiveness to happen. That's how God works. But then there's an expansive, uh, the, expansive, the expansion of the church, which then needs people who will respond and, and grow with it. And what, what we definitely have seen over the last decade is that people up for that, we see expansiveness in them. We've seen expansiveness in some of those business people who have decided that's how they're going to build their business. And we've seen God turn up, just like the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and from verse 6, there's a response to the church wanting to, do, to go further, do more, reach more people, raise more churches, that when people join their lives to it, that God turns up building expansiveness, not only into the cause of Christ and the church that he builds, but the lives of the people who go along for the journey. And that's what we believe. That's what I absolutely believe, Christian Fritz, about what's in your heart. You are already that person. And standing right here, right now, a decade from now, not everyone can see the dream that's in your heart that I know is real. But it'll come if it's God, because you are a person committed to the expansive church and the going forward of the gospel beyond us and beyond where we stand in this moment. And because of that and because of what you've already established in the stewardship of your life, God will build expansiveness into your life and what's in your hands. You can take that to the bank, whatever that looks like, I reckon. And God does that. He's always done that. He's done it in generations gone by. He's going to do it in this generation now. A God-appointed expansive decade, I think. I remember saying somewhere around 2010, hey, if you'll come along for the journey, you'll be glad you did. Because what's about to happen, even what has happened, is not always normal. If you read the paper, they would tell you that the church is shrinking, right? And yet somehow we see the opposite. We see God on the move. We see people's lives change. We see his church build in the next decade. We'll see it, I think, on an even more profound level. And so the chapel is at the core of what is coming now. Here's the conviction in our hearts. Just focus your mind back in for a couple more minutes. Business as usual won't get done what God is doing next. Business as usual for his church won't get done what God is doing next. Now, please understand what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that everybody needs to work harder in terms of the cause of Christ. Um, some people do. Some people actually need to make a contribution um, to what Jesus is doing. Man, Jesus saved our soul. He's transformed our lives. He asked for us to have our life from the core of our being. Uh, some people do, but I mean, as a general rule, people who are committed and devoted to Jesus, like, it's, this, is, this is not a conversation about more. Um, it's, it's a business as usual as a church. I don't think we'll get done what God's doing next. 
Church is great in all of its styles, formats. You know, if you don't like us, go down the road to St. Pete's. If you want to go to a traditional church um, that use more Bible verses than we are today, we normally use more Bible verses than today. Um, but if you want to go to that church, if you want it to be, you know, more traditional, great. That's, I think, while people are waiting for unity everywhere, I think God's using diversity everywhere. Because not everybody likes the same church or wants the same church or can handle the same church. And so there's a breadth of diversity so that God can build his kingdom through the local church. And, but uh, whatever we're doing and all the good and all the gospel right across his church, I think we stand at a time where business as usual won't get done what God is doing next. Just like 30 years ago when the contemporary church emerged from nowhere to really even out of Australia to go around the world um, the way it has, um, uh, I think we stand in that kind of day where what's coming next needs to come now, because if it doesn't come now, this won't cut it, like the, the church as it is in all its various forms. And so the, the chapel has that in mind. It's going, hey, the business, business as usual won't get this done, so what is God doing next? And we're risking it all, we're risking what we have on that idea. And so with that in mind, the chapel is looking to be more effective as the future church than reflecting the past or even what is. It's, it's, we're not trying to reproduce. We're not trying to be expansive in other communities to build a multi-site church. We don't need to do that. That already exists. We're looking, we believe God will make us expansive because he wants to build a future church of which the chapel will be just one. And that's, that's why I think expansive needs to happen because it's time for new kinds of churches in all their various forms to come. The chapel service, singing about it, which starts here, is simply the first step. It's just a step. It's not about a service. The chapel is not about a church service. It's, it's one step in a much bigger plan to build a future church over the next decade that is full of expansive potential. That's, that's really the idea. And so it'll start with a service, but it's way more than that. We're already working with um, you know, the people on buildings and what they will look like and how they don't look anything like what we are currently sitting in. And, you know, on the coast, we hope to be building one of those should God bless what we're doing. And who knows what else God will do. There are plans for another day before I get into trouble for telling you too much information. But it's way more, about way more than a church service. It's about something like the future church. And so for me, as I wrap this today, here's, here's my last thought in things of terms of what I think this will take. Here's what I believe. I believe that if within this room and across our church an expanding group of people, more than currently are, will take every ounce of our God-appointed potential and take hold of every inch of our God-appointed expansion, that God will do way beyond the things that we ask, thought, or imagine. I believe that is biblical, first of all, and I believe we're anointed for it. If we will bring our God-given potential within each one of us, and, 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 and here's what I know, it doesn't take all of us. It doesn't take all of us because God doesn't want all of us. It doesn't take all of us because not everybody buys in. Actually, God wants it to take all of us so he could do something that would blow the minds of anyone who would observe and look on. But it doesn't take all of us because we already know that not everyone buys into getting that done. But I do know this, if we will take our potential and offer it before God, Say, God, I, want to, I just want to use it in your service. If we as a church will continue to take hold of any expansive, you know, expression that he opens up to us with all of our heart and with all of our being, if we'll continue to do that, 
then God will turn up in the midst of it. And what we see him do in this decade will be unlike anything we've seen right up until this moment, miraculous as it is to be standing here with you in Jesus' name. The good news for you is my iPad just went flat. <laughs> I was finished anyway. They, um, I, I want you to give thought to that. For some of you, you know, it's not about doing any more than you're doing. You're doing a great job. For, for, for those of us who really, can I just be honest, I, I'd rather risk you going to another church in love than letting you sit wasting. That's what I'm I really, because I know that that doesn't work. It's like buying a gym membership and never using it. It costs you something and there's no return. If you have one of those gym memberships, I'm happy to have it and use it till it's expiry for you. But, they, um, but you know what I'm saying, it's that obvious. God's got his hand upon your life. But he wants you to move all of us from being drawn to those who would be led, those who would be, and it's just going, you know, God, here I am in small ways and big ways. And, you know, you just saw the marriage course on the screen. I only found out this week, that's not my idea. That's Sherry Smith's idea. She wants marriages to be strong and she's making sure that gets to the front and center of our church so that marriages can start the year stronger than ever and build into their God-appointed future. And as we step up, surrendered to God with all of what we have and all of who we are, I believe that we as a church stand on the edge of seeing the expansive future church build out of Tamworth and who knows where it'll be able to go uh, from there. Even this year, you know, this August, I'm speaking for the entire uniting evangelical, uniting church on this very idea. The evangelicals of the uniting are going, we need to build the future church. We need to change our ways. God is up to something. Something is going on. And we, for whatever reason, have got something in our hand and a front row seat to be part of what God, I believe, what God is about to do next because business as usual won't cut it but what God has in mind will and we'll see something go on that we never saw coming, that we never could have manufactured and that will bring glory to God, His cause and the people that He loves in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Why don't you stand with me? Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued, and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au. And thanks again for listening.